Beryl, Beryl Solomon. What's up, my man? Good to see you. You look good. Woo! Good to see you yeah, too, I baby. I don't know what I don't know what new product you're putting in your beard, but it, it's looking nice. You, it's a good roll, rolling up day today. So I can't tell you all. I can't tell you all my secrets, Mary Kay. I can't tell you all my secrets. But Beryl, you're all about sharing that information, man. Come on, you're you've been sure. you've been posting on YouTube and on Instagram. You've been sure sharing the sharing the love. Could I get all professional also? If you like, listen. Right now, this is the Zoom quarantine edition. So, like people who are listening in, they know that. The quality, we're trying to keep it as great as it can be, but it's, we're doing what we can with, you know, with what we got. No, I'm going to so get professional. Got- I'm going to get professional. It's not every day. You're with Mayor Kay. I'm going to record this thing. Super pro. Well, you've got, you've got, a, you've got a, uh, a podcast too, right? I have a podcast, but nobody listens to it. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Well, hey, man, listen. Everybody loves listening to the podcast here at the Great Day Podcast, so... Hopefully, Mr. Sham, you'll be getting some new listeners. What do you talk about on your podcast? So I talk about, I talk about mainly business. You know, everybody has a passion. Um, some people like sports. Some people like ballet. I like business. You so love business. it's, I love what does business. it do? What, what does it do? What, why? What's it do it for you? Because I, I okay. don't get it. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know if I don't like it. I just don't find it appealing. And I don't like talking to people in parks. <laughs> I thrive in that. I, we could, which, yeah. which, by the way, is why you and I will make a great team one day, which, how, whenever we figure that thing out. What is it that does it for me? I don't know, man. It's like a high. It's like a rush. Again, some people loved playing basketball in high school. I was like the worst basketball guy in town. And yeah. I was just trying to pretend Player. like I was. If you're saying basketball yeah. guy, you, you already yeah, know. It's already downhill. It's already downhill. I was, I was the worst basketball guy ever. And I wasn't even a player, right? So right. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> Do, Were you like selling like cans? Like were you selling snacks in school? Were you hustling from like a young age? Or I was did it come selling, to you later? I was selling weed after the game, yes. No, uh, you're um, that guy. Yeah, I wasn't always religious. You know, I have like a, I have like a fun side to me, I guess. What are you talking uh, about? It's, it's, yeah, I want to get to that. I know you've, you've done some really incredible things pre-coming – orthodox and going down that road but so you were but you were you were dealing wheeling during middle school high school making extra wheeling, dollar wheeling and dealing baby a lot more than a hundred dollars i was an obnoxious kid by the end of grade 11 um what your parents think about that they were so proud of me you know like <laughs> it's like it's like the ashkenaz non-religious parents dream right. that your son is a businessman doesn't matter how you do it That's you know nuts. as long doesn't matter as long as you're making you do. a dollar and he's as doing long okay. As you're making a buck and you're not getting caught, you're good, baby. So let me get this straight. Business is such a it's such a vast and massive word and world. From all the business opportunities out there, why did you choose to build your brand on video? Yeah, why, good question. Why, you know, you could be in stocks, you could do real estate, you could do so many different things. Why pick like why pick video? Um, so I am involved a little bit in real estate and I am actively looking to get more involved, God willing. So video, just to back, backtrack it. So I was about, you know, 17 years old. I was in the nightclub business. We're going to get there. Yeah. You only have to be 18 years. Fine. Fine. We'll get there. Why video? Yeah. When I was working, when I was working in my, in my father's company, I was working there for almost a decade. Yeah. Um, I remember that I had made i had hired a company to make a video for the comp for our company i loved it so much i was so good at it the thing turned out brilliant 
I was able mm. to use it in so many different ways. What, what and, kind of video was that for a company? What's, what's, what was, was your dad's company? Yeah, he recycles metal. and, and Nothing, nothing like, sexy like recycling metal. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, in a metal world, there's like nothing, it, there is nothing sexier than recycling metal. Right. It's a, like I loved metal. Like I would like swim. I, 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 if I could swim in metal, I would. I just enjoyed it so much. Not the music though, just the material. I hate heavy metal. I, I don't like music, by the way. The only music I like is your music. That's so I still I still <laughs> bang in the car. I still um, you think I'm joking. I still rock it. Um, Good to know. Throwing it back. TBT. I, I didn't have I, I can't take credit for the Ayali. That was eighth day. I do get a lot of doppelganger comparison with them. Ivri Nochi here. Video. So that's track. what I mean. Ivri Nochi Vesashem the Chaos. Yeah, that's a way better song, by the way. Good. I was just making. <laughs> They're all cousins. It's, it's all good. It was, that, it was that dance. It was that dance. That's right. It's the Mary Kay dance. That's right. Kicking the feet it. out. You I know it. Kind of Joe. <laughs> so I was. <laughs> I was, so I was working in, I, I produced this video. I was, I was great at it. I used it in so many ways. It opened up so many doors. When I went to go open up my company after I, I left my family business, um, I had to get out of it because family and business in my case was not a good mix. Um, today, yeah, thank God. Yeah, it goes or it my, doesn't go. Yeah, man, it was, it was rough. But today, thank God, I had the best relationship with my family because there's no money involved. And... I could just be father and son and brother and brother. And it's, it's beautiful. Right. Okay, cool. Can you hear so me you, well, you, by the so way? You dabbled, so you dabbled with video with your dad's business and you're like, you know what? I love this. Let me go and just make more, just get, yeah. invest in video. Yeah. Like, I have like, like all the margins of- made sense. Like the, 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 the numbers you crunched it. It's like, this is the business I want to get into. So that's, that's one of the things that was appealing to me. I, I, I had all these like ideas. I wanted to open up, uh, I wanted to sell meat. I want to sell life insurance. I wanted to sell um, private airplanes. I wanted to open up my own line of laundry mats. You know, Tide Tide had like this offer at the time to open up Tide laundry mats. Um, yeah. This happened to have been the lowest barrier to entry, meaning I didn't have to make a big investment in time or energy or education and yeah. had the highest profit margin. And I liked it. And I figured if I own a video production company, I, I might get to be on video sometimes, which you and I probably love. share that in common. Which you love. The spotlight love loves it. you. The spotlight loves you. I love it. I really enjoy it. But some people hate it. If I could just be in front of a video camera and a stage and a microphone my whole life, which probably you are one of the few people on planet Earth that actually understand that, um, <laughs> yeah, I would. You would do it. Yeah, 100%. It's just, I, I just love it. Um, but I hate math. You know, like I, I'm not good at other things. That's what you have to outsource that. You outsource that. I mean, you're, you're, you're the creative guy. You're, you start the business. And is this, is this something that you feel like you're going to carry this on for like the next 10, 20 years? Or do you feel like, you know, grow it, move on to the next Listen, thing? Or? It's a good question. During COVID, um, I was dead in the water in my business. And I was able to rely on other skills that I had from the metal business, which, which was like trade and commodities. So I did very well, thank God, with um, selling COVID related products, hand sanitizer, masks, whatever it was. So mm. I think that whatever, you know, I enjoy video. Like I said, the profit margin is good. Um, I think I actually finally figured out the business after three and a half years of misery. I finally <laughs> figured, I finally figured it out. Had what, were some, and- what were some mistakes that you made? Over the okay. Past I just years? put a post on, I just put a post on LinkedIn about this tonight. Here's the biggest mistake. I think that so many entrepreneurs make that I made like times 10. Entrepreneurs by, by character are like 
rainmakers. They know how to bring business in. They know how to make things happen. And because they're able to bring in so many deals, they need to hire people in order to manage the value that they're bringing, right? I'm only one guy. If I sign 10 deals, I can't do all the work myself. But besides the fact that I don't know how to turn on a video camera, true. <laughs> Um, I don't know how to use an editing. I don't know how to use editing software, um, which so is so would, right. So wild. Okay. I, I would hire all these people, you know, to do this for me. So I hired to create a director and then hired a project manager and hired an editor and then another one, another one. Another. By the time I realized it, I had 15 or 20 people working for me on any given day. And like the assistants had assistants and I am just a good salesperson. That's all I am in marketer and closer. And it's an opposite, it's an opposite skill to know how to market, sell, and close, which is like being a cowboy, a lone ranger, fearless, hungry, and like, you know, go-getter versus yeah. a manager, which is, has to be like sympathetic, patient, teamwork. I'm like the worst team player on planet Earth. Like, I hated team sports. I like tennis. I like swimming. <laughs> I like pong. Ski. Ping pong, you know, <laughs> which we should play sometime. So what, would, so you to. just, oh, so you just grew this crazy team, which you didn't have much skill in like managing or, or like yeah. hanging out with pretty much. And the overhead yeah. must have been crazy too. The overhead is crazy. I, it was like 50 grand a week. Um, yeah. My wife just sent me a message. She said, put this on Instagram live. I, I'm using my cell phone. I can't. Are you, do you have your cell phone free? You're asking your wife? It doesn't matter. Yeah. What? No, I'm asking you. Me? Yeah. Well, the thing is to go Instagram live, we need to, both of us do it. Uh, okay, fine. doesn't matter. You're right. Good All call. right. Okay. Sorry, Eliana. Next time. Next live. Pre <laughs> Next time, um, we'll, hopefully we'll do it live out of Corona. Right, right. So then I'm stuck with all these people that don't know how to manage. I'm not managing them properly. They hate me because I'm not giving them direction. I hate them because I have to pay them every week, even if I'm not doing anything that week. I remember there was a week that I was... I had gotten a check for $35,000 and it was Thursday afternoon and I opened up the check and I said, great, I only owe 15,000. I'm only 15,000 in debt this week. You know what that means? $50,000 every two weeks. And it was just miserable. So COVID forced me. I, again, my business shut down for two months. In America, capturing people's stories, documenting their businesses putting together, together corporate videos. I was dead in the water. So I had to, I had to unfortunately lay off pretty much everybody. Um, wow. And don't, wow. you know, Canada is really, really good in terms of, you know, we're a very socialistic country. So everybody's getting paid. Some people are getting paid more by the government than even by yeah. working with me. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. That's wow. So that's, so, I mean, that worked out for you on your end and you're able to like water down. So do you have like, what's your new strategy now as COVID starts to open up and like phase two, phase three, we start entering these new stages. Thank you for asking. Good question. So I, I actually realized today. I hope that doesn't that bring do. more anxiety on your, like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Or like, do you have no, a no, plan? It's amazing. No, I actually have been doing it for the past, like, for the past month with Elias Macris, who is, is still like going hard with me and strong, which is, um, give some context of who's, who's Elias. Elias is like, is the first salesman I hired probably three years ago. He's like my right hand man does everything with me. VP of the company. He's so strong, so smart, gets me like a hundred percent. So yeah. humble, so respectful, such a go getter. Like yeah. So anyways, we realize really now, now making two deals, I make the deal with the client. And then I make the deal with the video production people, right? So I'll call up and I'll make the deal with a 
independent contractor. A lot of the times they are, they probably worked for me in the past or whatever it is. And I make the deal with them to fulfill the contract. So now I'm relying on the skill that I actually have, which is making deals. And now I get to make two deals with having no overhead. So instead of being the boss, now I actually get to be the client to the person that's fulfilling the contract for me. And we're able to scale bigger than I was before. I have no overhead. I don't have to be a lousy manager and finally profitable again. But how do you keep quality control if you're, if you're just sort of outsourcing? So I think one of the reasons why I went into video is like I have like this surprisingly good eye for talent. I, mm. I don't ask me where it comes from. Um, but I like, where's it come from? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just Probably where your dancing skills come from, you know. Shamai, yeah, I got, got that from my mother, actually. She's did you? Incredible. Did you? Oh, my gosh. I my saw gosh. your mother dancing in Panama at the wedding. She's got, no, that's like right. I did. <laughs> it could be. She's got moves. She's got, that's where I got the energy from. The energy and, like, the, and the confidence to go hand in hand. Yeah, just, like, to show up, dance like nobody's watching, you know. I don't know how to dance, but you just got to move. I actually, right? love, I actually love your energy. I love your confidence. There's days, Mary, where I wake up miserable and you <laughs> smiling at my face. I'm like. If he could be that happy, I could be. If I if I'm just ten percent that happy, I'll be okay. Right, and, but you you, you do a, you do show up so powerfully. I think that's why you have such a. Uh, you also show up very very real as well. I know recently you talked about like you know what it means to like have bad days, you know, and how to get how to get out of that. So I think it's like what's really great, and I'm actually curious to know which you can move into like LinkedIn and such. But like it's interesting to see how people now like are are sort of meshing business life and personal life all in yeah. one. You'll see people talking about their fail, uh, fail, fails more often. You'll talk about how their bad days more often, uh, how they're not interested in going to work more often. And it's like, wait, so do you feel like that's A, good for business? And B, where is that line between sharing and like sort of like throwing up on people or sharing or oversharing? Maybe that's a better word for that. So I have no line. I think I crossed that line too often. I, you probably experience this as an influencer. I'm actually taking away these because you actually are an influencer and I love you for that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. What, what, do you. what do you love about influencers? Or are you saying this specific one? Well, I, I, like, I like that you're an influencer and you're a mensch and you put light out there and you put good positive vibes out there and you just own, yeah, you're like, hey, I am, God blessed me with, God blessed me with a very big neshama and personality and i'm not shy of it and i'm gonna let my light shine and that's and it gives yeah. permission to other people to do the same thing absolutely I, I I, i'm just trying i'm just trying to live up to my name which is mayor which to illuminate you know so i'm just trying to live Ooh, up to that name uh, I didn't realize and to, oh, and to, nice. re, to I didn't be light that. Uh, but it's true. It, 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 takes, it takes a lot of, um, I think, courage to show up in, into the light, you know, and with that comes a lot of vulnerability too. Um, 100%. And it takes honing and, it's, and to be okay with that. But, but you do that. You have a massive, you have a massive uh, personality and you, and you own it. And you, I think, you know, now we see more of it on social media, especially on LinkedIn, which is a bit different from Instagram, a bit different from Facebook, um, more for the grownups. Uh, however, it's becoming a lot more social. And I knew one of the first people to really show up there and say, hey, you know, let's, let's bring this all together and let's share information. Let's show up in a, in a way that I could benefit you and benefit your business at the same time. This is what I do. And this, I do it well. Yes. To, right. And to, to answer your question about, you know, the vulnerability thing, there was a point on, on LinkedIn where, you know, I was trying to be like 
the guru and to know everything. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk, who has this thing like Ask Gary V. So everybody asks Gary Vaynerchuk questions. And like, he had to be like this perfect businessman all the time that knows all the answers. And I tried to do that for a long time. And I felt, I found that I was getting depressed because I always had to be perfect. So therefore, if I wasn't feeling good about myself or I was losing in life and in business, then how could I share so that it forced me to be, uh, what's the word, included, not uh, self, what, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, intro, introverted. It forced mm-hmm. me to introverted because it had to be perfect. And it made me actually like depressed because I was trying to uphold an image of myself. And at a certain point, I just got on, I, I never, I'll never forget this day. I was in a park. I was like waiting for my passport in line. And I went outside and got on the camera. I'm like, hey guys, I'm going to tell you right now, these are all the things that I screwed up on this week. And I'm not perfect. Wow. And you all think that I am. I'm telling you right now that I'm not. So I don't think that I am. And I'm okay with that. And that was like, the, that was like when I really blew up, I think, online um, and started wow. to become very, very popular because I was able to be myself. And I stopped mm-hmm. becoming depressed because I stopped trying to be perfect. Are there, is there anyone watching Mayor on this, by the way? Yeah, just a, we have a, just a few people. We have a few people okay, here. Um, yeah, we're going to post this ad. It's for the audio. It's for and the audio. It's for the the few yeah. people that are here, Mr. George Grant, I love you. And Eliana Solomon, my wife. Is That's so sweet sure that she's you. actually here. So I guess the kids were sleeping, everybody, the house is, is quiet, and you're all is, all is well in the, in the Solomon home tonight. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, this is definitely more um, audio focused. And um, usually numbers on here are not, you know, not ginormous, but the one or two that come on is always very nice. And, um, and I'm grateful. And I'm Mayor Grant, we love you. And Eliana, for sure. I yeah. love you. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan of your husband. Woo! Thanks for allowing me to do this tonight. <laughs> um, yo, dude, um, one second. I want to bring this back. We're gonna, Brian, Brian, I don't edit much of this uh, podcast. This we may just edit out of it, though. Um, because when, yeah, you're, like, listening, definitely, when, you're, listen, definitely, when yeah, you're listening to this, it's like, what's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but that being said, um, to bring it back, that's I mean, that's, that's really powerful what you did to like you you were in touch with the emotions the the image you were sharing online wasn't what you felt inside, and uh, and by sharing your you know your imperfect imperfection your human side, business are people connected with you a bit more I'm sure I mean I felt the same way when I shared you know my journey with when it, battling depression and, and not having the perfect always crazy energetic image. Um, Can you do that again? Related to my, what? <laughs> I'm just like shaking my hands furiously into the camera. Man, energy. If they lost, if they lost energy. you and me in a room for like four hours together, we bounce, bouncing off the walls, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just create electricity, you know? We'll just sort of be like those sun panels. Just line me out. Can I, t- like- can I tell you something interesting? And my wife would agree with this. Um, usually, I clash with people like you. I usually clash. Clash? Don't get Why? Away. Yeah. I usually don't get along. You feel intimidated with that, by people with energy? Yeah, that I also I usually don't get along with people that have big energy as well and big personalities as well. I don't know mm. why. I think that you are extremely humble, and I think that's why. And that's usually probably what people wouldn't characterize you. The first word that they'd probably use to characterize you. With. <laughs> right. But but, but I think it's. Yeah, sorry. Keep going. Go keep keep, yeah, compliment, go no, keep complimenting me. I like it. On, on the top no, of the list. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep talk- I, 
<laughs> no, I was going to say is that. the man in the world, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, no, I, I, I definitely agree. I, I, honestly, I, I just like being around positive and, and energetic type of people. And, um, you know, I think I want to, some people may feel threatened around that. And, uh, but honest, honestly, it's just really trying to fan each other's flames. You know what I mean? Like, I do you think clash like, with people, do you clash with people that have big personalities or no? I don't, but I, there was a period in my life and maybe perhaps that's where I learned. Maybe just, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you, you feel this way when you're in my, in my presence, because like there was a time when like I, I was, I wouldn't necessarily clash with big personalities, but I felt threatened by people's energies or by their own successes. So I, so I was, so I did, I did feel, uh, which is obviously bogus and it's just small mindset. Right. Uh, yeah. it, but this point was, is that I did people in similar spaces that like myself, if they had success or if they were growing, I felt like they were taking from me. And this is maybe, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to share this because I'm, I'm, I'm through it. I'm not in that place anymore. I work on this character trait, um, default of mine, which I go back to sometimes. I have to like, wait a second. That's not the way, you know, that's not, that's not a successful mindset. Uh, it's not a healthy mindset. So that, that being said, so sort of, I think it's similar to what you were saying, but I recognized that I was like, wait a second, I'm, I'm playing small. It's pushing me away from other people who I admire. Like why, what's going on? And so once I started realizing this pattern, I was like, this is not how I want to operate in life. Uh, so I, I just started just noticing that for what it was and, uh, which is envy and, uh, and realized that the same, the same way my body, you know, becomes what it becomes. I start getting maybe a fast heart pace or I start sweating or I, my, I could just really label it something different. And they talk about this in a lot of different types of books where you could just anxiety, being anxious and being excited or the same exact thing. It's just what we label them. Our body reacts the same way. Our heart starts pumping. We start sweating. We, we, our energy starts picking up. Now in that moment, we have a choice to either say I'm anxious or I'm excited. And, um, and so same too with this idea is like, I can either say I'm jealous of this person or I can say I'm inspired by this person. And right. I now try to say I'm more ins I'm inspired by these people, which is ultimately the truth of it all because there's enough sky to, you know, there's enough space for everybody to fly. There's enough space for the eagles, enough space for the hawks, for the moths, for the flies, everybody, there's enough space for everybody. Uh, there's abundance. As, as if you're allowing, if I allow it to take place, if I have that mindset, if you, can you, you have the mindset, step into it. Can I, can I ask you a question or is this only a one-way interview? No, it's a, it's a podcast. It's, it's a conversation. Yeah. Please. So we've spoken a lot of times before about monetizing your talents. Are we getting too, are we getting, are we getting, no, too, no, uh, there's nothing off, there's nothing off the table. Nothing off the table. I so, just asked that it, the same goes with you. Yeah. What? That what? All is all on the table. You don't have to, no yeah, pressure. Bro, no pressure. I, okay. I have nothing. <laughs> hard, I have nothing. I have, I actually love getting asked really hard controversial questions. Okay. Have you ever thought about um, professionally acting before? That is the, that is the, that is the, the core and that is the nucleus of why, what I do, what I do, honestly, really? it's, it's sort of, a, it's sort of evolved over time and into different avenues, like what's acting to do with podcasting. But initially entertainment was, was fed to me through television, through movies. I always saw it. And as I grew older, I was always picked, you know, to be in the plays and skits. I always had a drive towards, I, I was pretty good in sports. I wasn't really good at one sport, but what I really loved about camp was, was going to, like being part of the plays, being part of the skits and sketches. And so um, I always, yeah, it was from a very young child. I was always had a, a, a yearning to be an actor. Um, 
And as I grew up, I realized that, you know, Hollywood doesn't start giving you, you know, just open door policy. So I decided to, you know what, step into a space where I could create my own videos and put myself in them. And, but that, and then that started changing into like, wait a second, if I'm making videos, do I want them to just be like STOM, regular, whatever videos, or like maybe I want some meaning behind them. Something that people could walk away, laugh at, or find some purpose behind. And so that sort of led me down. And then that was a time, around the time when like social media was booming, YouTube, um, and those, those platforms. So I just sort of, that social experiment vibe. And so I started showing up, not as myself, but in video and being in the videos when I can. Uh, so it, it's been it's been like evolving and changing. However, over the past over the past corona that, period I, of time, I've, I've seen yeah. some of your work where you're doing the acting and not like playing yourself. Which mm-hmm. I, by the way, I think that Mary Kay is sort of a sort of a character, almost like Eminem is to Marshall Mathers in a certain in a certain way. This guy, um, this guy dropping names. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Listen, I, I analyze you, Mary. I analyze you. Yeah. So you're um, saying you're saying that um, you've seen I've mm-hmm. I've seen you act. And it's just like, it's ridiculously natural. And, yeah. and I think that there's the, there's the, first of all, the fact you have the talent that should be shared with the world, but there's the monetizing value of it as well. I mean, the Jewish world, like name me one from major actor. You can't like it, all the people that act in the from movies, yeah. Stissel or unorthodox, they're all not religious people. Right, they're not religious. Right. And you I know? think if you are orthodox in Hollywood, you're usually the lawyer or the agent in the, in the, in the scenario. You're like behind the camera. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, right. Exactly. Right. I'm exactly, saying you're not, right, you're not yeah. saying, no, not as a, as a character. I'm saying as like literally in the world, but so I, I hear what you're saying. Huge, I think there's a huge void that needs to be filled. And the truth is I actually have a little bit of a dream too. My wife is watching. She's not going to be so happy about it. But I think, <laughs> I think that there's going to, there's a, there's a big need for like real great, from content like videos um and not videos like you and i do like movies yeah and features um, docs question is barrel who's gonna film like who's gonna fund these videos i mean don't get me wrong i I have the i have the business acumen you have the connections in terms of like uh the you know you're great at getting people to work with you on the video end of it because they just want to be associated with your brand um I think we'd be a killer team. I could find the money for it. And I yeah. think I already have, I already have a guy who told me like unorthodox made me sick and I'm going to give you money to so put Barrow, Let's talk. I've got, I've got okay. one or two ideas cooking right now, to be honest, over, over Corona, I, I uh, took a couple of masterclasses. They're doing some writing and you know, Dude, I love gotta, masterclass. you watch yeah. masterclass. Yeah. Everybody, sure. everybody listening to this right now, stop listening to this. Go to <laughs> www.masterclass.com. Take out your credit card. Spend $199, you're going to blow on Amazon anyways, right. and go build whatever skill that you want to learn from the best in the world that. Right, that's true. I mean, they, it seems like the masterclass focuses a bit more on creative skills. You know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. there isn't... It, it's funny how you see it, though, because I saw it the other way. You know, I saw it that there's more business skills. It depends what you're looking for. You Interesting. You have the CEO okay. of Starbucks. You have the CEO of Spanx. Uh, you have negotiation enough. classes galore. Um, but yes, you actually got value. You. you got value out of it. Besides motivation, you actually got value like that oh helped you gosh. shift your, your oh mindset. Oh my gosh, crazy value, crazy value. 
Wow, Crazy interesting. Value. Interesting. 100%. Yeah, I'm I'm a big advocate for it. I've been I've been sharing with people as well. Like I really delved into because you know, just like anything else, not, not no one's gonna hand you anything in life. So right now I've always told myself one of my false beliefs that I lived by was I'm not a writer, you know, I'm not a screenwriter. I am just gonna wait for that perfect someone to come over to me, give it to me. So now I'm just del- I'm building that skill set. Um and and just gonna, you know, I'm learning myself, teaching myself. I'm right now collabing with a friend of mine, uh, and we're writing a a short film. The truth is, with my following and your following, putting it together, we could probably get a couple hundred thousand people to watch that that movie on day one. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 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 excited. I'm, I'm definitely like, interested. If it's not you and me, <laughs> it's not anybody at this point. I hope that there's gonna be some great luminary that ta- that that rises from yeah. the ashes. But I don't see it like this, you know, the second. But that, no, so that being said, I mean, I, I'm off off podcast, and those who are listening to podcasts, you heard it here. Stay tuned. Give it a year or two. Feature film, wealthy commercials, wealthy productions, perhaps. God willing, okay. starring Mayor Kay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, should I bring back the Mayor Comilson? Mayor Kay. Mayor Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? Who Mayor? Who Mayor Who? Who's that? Who is Who's that? that? I don't even know. That was your yeah. old. That was- Actually, I was a little. I was a little scared when I went. I when I cut to the K because you know I thought maybe my family, my grandmother would be upset. You know, taking shorting her the name, the family name, but she was all for it. She grew up. She yeah. She 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 loves all. Is the that your actual last name? Collinson. Yeah. Paul Manson. Yeah, last name. You're kidding. It's a long one. Yeah. Wow. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. It's not as cool as smooth as Solomon. That's like a you know that has a nice ring to it. Ryan Solomon. Oy vey. What happened to Ryan? Where's Ryan? Barrel Ryan. Why do you keep Ryan on your LinkedIn? Is that something? What's is that? What is that? The addition name? The Glacier name? Uh, you want the honest reason why I keep it on LinkedIn? Because yeah. I once got, I once got, like, uh, uh, what's the word? My profile was restricted on LinkedIn because somebody was trying to hack into it. And mm-hmm. in order to get into it, you have to show them a piece of your ID and take a picture of it. And they said, Bar- "Who's Barrel?" And you have to put your 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 Goyesha name. Ryan. So Ryan is my, is my name that I was born with. Um, um, my so parents you chose Daryl or was that something? No, my, given? Parents, my parents gave me the name, uh, Hebrew uh-huh. name, you know, in the non-religious circles, they, uh, they give you a, you know, a name to fit in with the, you know, the Secular rest of the crowd. world. Exactly. Um, but barrel all the way. Yeah. So that's interesting though, because like, like you mentioned earlier on, I want, I do want to delve into that now. Like when you were, you you didn't grow up religious. Now you're an Orthodox. You know, you got the full beard. You're rolling up the beard. You got extra beard. You got beard. You're growing for other people who can't grow beards. I mean, you got. By the way, I don't roll. This is all natural. Oh, is it? I've been told I have the best beard in Lubavitch on multiple occasions. That looks amazing. I I got, I got some beard envy right now. I'll be honest with you. Thank you. This is a that secret. looks good. This is my. Oh, you're holding up a beard comb right now. Okay, that's an old school beard comb. That's not even like one of those like hipster new this wooden. Is, that's like is, plastic. This is the wow. secret secret you <laughs> have, we'll see, you're gonna give us a tour of your whole beard product, <laughs> like, your whole beard product talking about? i woke up this way i woke up this yeah, way yeah right yeah, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but what you so you grew up non-religious and and by 18 years old you had a business called more to life entertainment yes. which is quite interesting because after like this little saga 1821 bring in again i'd love to hear more about what you did it was like bringing down celebrities to nightclubs you realized yes. that you wanted more to life but before that, uh, interesting. Uh, yes. aha, you, you didn't realize, no, no connection? At the time, no. At the time, right. no. It's funny. God works in mysterious ways. So what, tell me about that. How'd you get into the nightclub business at 18? Just like bringing down 
you're just a party promoter? In Montreal, the legal drinking age is 18 years old, and it's really just a suggestion. They're like, we suggest you start drinking at 18. But if you want to start before, be our guest. So, um, so after this, a lot of the listeners will be moving to Canada. Just be, yeah, actually, Canada is like a place where people want to live these days. And everyone thinks it's better where everybody else is. I think it's better in the States. People think it's better from the States and it's better here. What I've come to realize is where God has put you is the best place to be. Um, Deep. So where was I? So yeah, I was like 18 years. I was like 16 years old. This guy, his name is Andrew. He was like the coolest guy in town. He was he was he he was like the club promoter for our community and he would make deals with the clubs and tell everybody to go there on friday night and everybody would flock to that place and they paid him and he got bottles and he always was the cool guy standing at the front letting people in with the red rope with like the list you know and uh i once i made a meeting with him i said hey andrew how do i do this he explained it to me three weeks later i made my my first party um I had like 80 people that showed up. It was an all you could drink, 40, 40 bucks a person. All my friends showed up. I made $80 that night. I went to the bathroom. I closed the door. I jumped up and down wow. and was so happy with my 80 bucks. So I got, I got to make 80 bucks. I got to be the man. And uh, I just started doing it more and more and more. And I started hosting like high school graduations. I, was, I, I, did, I did very well with it. And I was making more money than a 17 or 18 year old should ever make. I was so ridiculously obnoxious. And And that that affected your personality. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was like, I thought I was on top of the world. Um, And Mm -hmm. at 21 years old, I started to bring in celebrities to the nightclubs. I, I, the biggest one that I ever brought in, I think you mentioned it was Drake. At the time, he wasn't big. I paid $4,000 for him to come to Montreal. I organized his Greyhound bus to come to Montreal. Really? I'll never forget it for this in my life. Wow. Yeah, the- where did he, he come in from? LA? Toronto. He's from Toronto. Toronto. He's from Toronto, right. Of course, he's Canadian. I knew that. Orgies. Um, I remember, I'll never forget, the club, the club was like, should we bring in this guy named Drake? I'm like, ah, he's like, he's, he's What was the story at that time? Was it 2009, he was like, right? He was an act- yeah, he was an actor on Degrassi. So at the time I was like filming a reality show about my company, the Kardashians were cool at this time. So I wanted to like sort of do the same thing for my company. So we filmed the whole thing with Drake A to Z, getting off the plane, coming to the club, hanging out with him, everything. And like six months later, he got signed to whatever it was. I don't know who we got signed to, Jay-Z's label or Kanye, whoever whoever the heck he got signed to. And he like blew up and became Drake. And 12 months later, when I watched the reality show. <laughs> Drake was like on the reality show. And he was huge, like right away. Yeah, so blew up. It was really cool. And I went to go launch the reality show. And I remember I was in the party. And it was like a red, it was a red carpet event. I, you know, I hired 20 guys to hold cameras and pretend like they're paparazzis. People walking in, getting out of limos. The whole nine yards, it was like a real, real classy event. And I go to air the what's it called the reality show on the big screen for everybody to see at the first at the first uh, viewing and as i as the video ends i turned around and i walked out of my own party without telling anybody i hailed the cab and i went home and Why? i was because i was so disgusted with the person that i saw on camera and on the screen 
I said to myself, I cannot stand for drugs, sex, and rock and roll for the rest of my life. And I hmm. hate what I represent. So that, I mean, that I just start- happened gradually over time. Like what, coming, I mean, you were making money. You're, you're, you're the man, which you, you're getting the things that you always wanted. What, what just, what snapped when you, that night? Man, I just, I don't even know. I, I like, I can't, I think it like really, I think that God had compassion on my soul and he saw that I could do much better in the world. And he said, you know what, before I let you go any further down this path, I'm going to shake you up. But actually I didn't. It's not that I like was like, oh yes, now I'm going to embrace my Judaism and grow a beard. I was like, man, I just don't want to stand for this disgustingness forever. Mm-hmm. And I Judaism for sure is not true because I went to a non-religious Jewish school growing up and they nobody kept kosher Shabbos or tefillin. And I figured they were much smarter than me and they probably looked into it. So I didn't want, you know, I want the truth. So I started looking towards every religion, every ideology. I like meditated for days on end, read the Quran. I, 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 I meditate. I went to mosques, uh, churches. I meditated in Buddhism, like all kinds of, all kinds of stuff, everything. Wow. And then one, one day I said to my mother, I said, I want to go to the Buddhist monastery. She says, before you go to the Buddhist monastery, go to synagogue. Today, she says, maybe I would have been better off in the Buddhist monastery. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> you know, because I became one, you know, the ultra-orthodox extremist right, right. too. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Do they, are they I, proud of you though? Are they proud of your choices? So there was a time with my, I remember that it was very difficult for my family when I was becoming religious, which is totally normal because your whole life literally gets, you know, gets thrown off, right? So Friday, Friday and Saturday is Shabbos. And so it's like one day where we, you know, they live a little bit further away. So we can't, you know, hang out, can't go to the same restaurants, holidays that they never even heard of. We can't talk to them on the phone. Um, like all these right. things, it was very difficult for them, you know, growing a beard. It was very, you know, it's a crazy right. thing. They're like, they felt like they were perhaps like losing their, their son. Right, exactly. And then like, I was going to go to Israel to study. They just didn't know. It wasn't their fault. They had no idea. They had no exposure. They also weren't raised religious. And then on top of it, you know, uh, Netflix doesn't exactly portray Jews in the best light, you know, orthodoxy in the best light. Yeah. So right. they thought it was like some evil cult that I was joining. Um, today, today, mm-hmm. um, so after I got married, I actually brought it up one time with my mother. I said, you know what? It was really hard for me. By the way, I only have 6% battery left on my phone. I don't have my charger. So oh, we have okay. five minutes left. Is oh, okay? wow. We got to have to crunch it in. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I said to my mother, you know, it was really hard for me, mom, when I was becoming religious and it was, I know it was hard for you guys and it was hard on the family, but it was really hard on me too. And she said to me today, Beryl, she said today, Ryan, I see your wife and I see your life and I love who you've become. Mm. Wow. That's so beautiful. I, I think when I got married and my mother saw that I married such an amazing person um and then i had my priorities in the right place and everything and she finally was like okay this was good for my son and she was happy that's that's, that's incredible that's 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 really special to see like you know the the shift and the change and like the growing pains of course but then like the, the end product to be to be proud of and, and that's and that is really special i mean and you're living a totally different life i'm sure you you marry someone very different who you perhaps would have married and living a lifestyle and children that you would have had if you just kept going down the road of of uh of, of you know 
throwing parties and, and promotion. And yeah, such. I probably wouldn't be married at all. <laughs> <laughs> right, there you go. I mean, we're pretty much the same age, right? How old are you, Beryl? 31. 31. I'm, okay, I just turned 30. So yeah, I, I feel you, man. Listen, um, I'm coming around to the idea of, of dating and getting married, but, uh, or possibly, but, but I'm Can't just saying wait. like- That's going to be one heck of a wedding. Amen, brother. Bar bar, 2021, no shoes allowed. Either. Yeah. <laughs> you like the video, man. Oh, promo video. Promo video. Uh, but uh, you did mention that only a few minutes of, of your time, and there's so much I really want to cover because I, I find like, you know, your your resilience to finding truth is, is a big part of, you know, who you are and, and, and how you show up in business. And, and you've really established yourself as someone who, who knows business. I mean, you, you were crowned LinkedIn Entrepreneur of the Year Award in Canada, which, um, which is quite incredible. And everybody knows that you have this, this powerful following on LinkedIn. What is something that you can express to uh, you know, young people um, who are starting off these startup companies who are you know, a lot of fear, uh, a lot of perhaps anxiety, they don't know much if they're doubting themselves. What are some things that they could um, do to, a real, to, to first see that yes, this is the, the idea that I should invest my time into. And mm. number two is how to overcome the fear of growth or, or to step into that uncomfortability. So I'm going to first say, you know, there's a lot of ways to, um, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. And here's my approach. Um, you know, I would tell this to my son. Let's put it like that. Okay. I would tell him to go. A lot of people make the mistake, I think of, you know, they graduate university or they get out of yeshiva or whatever it is. And I'm going to start a business. Well, starting a business is probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, there's so many facets to it. There's sales, marketing, accounting, management, product, client relation. I mean, like it's, it's a tax, like things you definitely yeah. would think of. Incorporation. It's like there's so many moving parts. What I would suggest everybody do is, Go work for the most successful person you could find, you know, um, should be somebody that you're, that you know, like a family friend, use your network. Don't ever go pass out CVs for your first job because you're going to start at the bottom and nobody's going to respect you or care to teach you. Go work for somebody. You know, a lot of people are really concerned what they're going to earn per hour and your first five, 10 years, you should be concerned with what you're going to learn per hour. And that is so powerful. Go work for an entrepreneur. Go see how he or she does it. Learn everything you can. Don't worry about how much you're getting paid at first. And just go learn and absorb. And then once you've learned and absorbed, then go start your own thing. And I would say the number one thing that I would focus on, again, this is what I would tell my son is, sales is, as, as Gary Vaynerchuk we mentioned it before, says being good at sales is like being born pretty. It's like a free pass to life because mm. when you know how to sell, you could sell anything. And by the way, a lot of people think that they don't have to be good at sales. Even if you want to get a job, you have to sell yourself. You have to sell the company that you're the right person. So you're selling a product, which is yourself. And True that. I happen, I happen yeah. to be launching a sales masterclass in the next two weeks. Um, Very I'm gonna cool. be selling, yeah. I'm going to be selling it for 199 bucks. I'm going to, I'm going to give you the promo code after this. You could share with everybody on this podcast free of charge and you get a gift and you get a gift and you get a gift and you get a gift. Okay. Daryl, so. Always given, always given. That's wow. That's, that's amazing. I think it's a whole nother talent to be able to build into a curriculum. And that's really cool that you want to share. I mean, why that's my question is also like, why isn't, why don't you have that fear perhaps of 
giving this all out, so to speak, right? At one point, there are, there are people who hold on to all their secrets. They hold on to what makes them successful. And here you are willing to give it away. And I see that sometimes with other entrepreneurs. What's, what's behind that? What, what do you I think? Like, I think like you mentioned, the abundance thing is huge. I think that abundance is great. So, I mean, let's just say I, you know, I'll, I'll give you the, 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 the masterclass uh, code and you're going to put in your description here and let's say 200 people from your podcast sign into it. Well, guess what? Those 200 people, if they tell one friend about it that signs up, it's money in the bank, right? So I look at it as a cost of marketing. Um, you know, I guess if I want to be altruistic and say, I really do, you know, it's going to help those people as well. So everybody wins, right? I really do believe in the content. I believe that if a guy never had a universe or a girl never had a university education and, you know, which is so many people in the firm community that like are down on themselves, that they never went to university and I think that they're so behind and everything. I really, in my heart of hearts, believe after the three hours that they'll spend with me in this master class, they're far ahead of anybody in reg that graduated from any university class in their in their you know local towns university yeah um, because it's like yeah. real practical stuff that i had to i had to sweat and kill for for 15 years to learn <laughs> and it's all it's all in the it's all in the class you could you could save some sweat and some wrinkles by by checking that out that's that's awesome yeah. that's yeah. really amazing so everybody wins was there a time in your in your in your coming up in your business that you wanted to give up oh my gosh um that i wanted to give up let me well, just, anybody let me, wants to give up, but you know, let me, let me reach, let me reach, let me reach deep down inside. Cause I've had some really miserable days. So I never wanted to give up because I had no choice to give up. Listen, can I get real personal here? Yeah. Um, there were, I remember one to three times. I don't know if I should say this. Where I was Come driving, on. where this I was safe driving, story. where I was driving on a bridge. And I said to myself, you know what? If I just move the steering wheel six inches to the left, I could end a lot of problems. And I've had those thoughts. Because being a business owner and having so many people depend on you and having over a hundred thousand eyeballs on you at all times. And most of my, I'd say probably 50% of my viewership is Jewish. So, you know, judgmental Jew <laughs> viewership <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and like letting everybody down um, and myself down was like too much to bear. And I have had, I've had those moments. I had definitely have had those moments. And when like nothing was going right, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Everybody thinks I'm one thing and I'm actually this other thing. I've had those moments that were like, man, this, if if, if, this is rough and I've had really hard times. Yes. I appreciate that share, man. That's really, uh, really powerful. And I think it's in, it's in these moments in the podcast where I think it's the most value when people get real. And it doesn't always have to be the context in which you describe, but I think that's where it really comes down to where like in this, in this generation and this time, generation, this time, um, we just want, there's, I think it's just been compiled upon 
over time of like fakeness and, and reality shows and just all this garbage where we're just thirsty for some realness. And, and so I appreciate you being sharing that and, and being real. And, and I know that's going to help a lot of people. And even with myself, it's, I, I connect with that, um, with those feelings can too. Just, can I actually just rummage for a second for my charger? Cause I have 2% left. Give me one second. Sure. Uh, Cha-ching. Charger fans. Sweet. Awesome sauce. But I will have uh, to give my wife some time at some point. Yeah, yeah, we could, we could, we could, you know, it's, it's so fine. I used to be very strict on the time with these Zooms. It's been more freelich, but uh, I usually, usually cap it at like 55 minutes and stuff, but I'll, perfect, I'll let's, perfect, we, can start, we can wrap yeah, it up. You in, know what? Let's, let, let's actually let it roll. It was actually going to a really good place. Can I, tell, can I just share with you on that note? I just, as we're speaking here, I just got a LinkedIn message just now. I shared one of those like super private things um, in a post just recently, like actually about a struggle that I was going through. This guy writes me a message. He just writes me. I'm like looking sideways here. It might look funny on camera. Bro, I just read your post and it literally felt like I was speaking through you. I'm grappling with the same issue today. I can't stop bringing deals. Just can't manage them all anymore. It's been a big challenge finding the right team to assist me. I'm terrible at managing people, relatively speaking, it seems. So, you know, whenever I was in class and I, I used to ask a question, you had two types of teachers. You had teachers that got annoyed. And then you had teachers that said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask your question. I'm going to answer your question. Because chances are, if you have this question, it means that other kids in the class have this question. So I'm right. going to answer you because it's going to bring value to the whole. So if I'm going through these struggles and I'm like super honest with myself, but I think that you are too, just listening to you before you probably really, you probably work on yourself a lot and, and listen to yourself. And so if I'm going through that, that probably means that hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, entrepreneurs are going through the exact same issues as I am. So totally. And it takes the and it takes the courageous ones to be able to to get up and share that and voice that out, um, and and like and like the the message shared is like you're sort of speaking on their behalf. It takes it, it takes a lot of vulnerability to do that. What when you were you know those moments where you're driving in that bridge, you're like you know what, I could easily get out of this pain. Okay. It's a real uh, in, mental image. What what made you keep on going? What what kept you the pushing through? Uh, two things. I think that, um, for sure my wife and kids, hundred percent, like my wife is the most special person in the world to me. And my kids are just everything for me, but also the realization that I've been there before. And I all, and I remember that you get out of that, like it just passes and you just have to put one foot in front of the next. And, I, and, and I've, and you, and when life is good and you look back at those moments, like how, how silly would that have been? You know, there's Jewish, there's a Jewish law, a Jewish law officially, you're not allowed to be buried in a Jewish cemetery if you commit suicide. However, we find that people that commit suicide are buried in Jewish cemeteries. So right. like, how could that be? It doesn't make sense. Um, so what the rabbis have, have determined is, that people at the time of their suicide, right before or a split second before, the rabbis say that they regret their decision and it's just too late at that moment. And because of that regret, they, they are allowed to be buried in the, in the cemetery. 
And they did a documentary actually a few years ago about people jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge. And out of like the thousand people that jumped off, there was 80 survivors. And they somehow got all these 80 survivors together and they interviewed every single one. You saw this or no? Yeah. I mean, it's on my list of documentaries. Yeah. It's, 80 I heard... out of 80, 80 out of 80 all said as they were falling through the air before they hit the water, they all said to themselves, what the heck did I just do? Wow. So that means if 80 out of 80 thought that, that means a thousand out of a thousand thought that. That's insane. So what got yeah. me through those times is the realization that those times pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's such an important thing to remember because like the, the pain and that mental, you know, jargon that takes place is it's right now. And it feels like everything and it can happen consistently if you don't take care of that. And I'm not disregarding people's feelings, of course, you know, what you feel is what you feel, but remembering that's a very good point to remember that this is not going to be forever. Yeah, as long as you take some action as well, right? It, it will repeat itself if, you know, and if you don't take proper, whether, whether some people need medical assistance and, but, but it all starts with, Realizing that a and to ask for help, to ask for help, and not yeah. to, and to like, and and I know, especially around business, I think it's starting to, you know, a lot of toxicity, you know, around business. Like, oh, I want to do it on my own. I could do it by myself. I don't have to ask for help. Uh, but at the same time, you're sort of shutting yourself off from so many different avenues of of interaction and collaboration. And there's so much you never know through a conversation of saying, hey, I need help with this. This guy could be that that guy. If you need a developer, he could be the developer. You need a hookup in China, he could be that guy. Maybe not China anymore, but you know, in Louisiana. So um, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. So you could it's it's opening yourself up and not trying to save face because ultimately, you know, what's for you know what's for it you know as uh, as we, as we get older. So that's I mean, so I, I appreciate that. That's that's really important to know. Um, what is what is though a uh, I would say one classic mistake that most most people do or think what's a, what's a, a thought or a, um, or an action. What I'm asking is that most people that, that's false, that, that doesn't serve, uh, someone who's, who's, who's coming up. What's that one thought that one action that is false that comes in business that someone's just starting up or perhaps are in business. And like this, this idea creeps into their mind or they're, they're, they're this one action that takes place that derails them. How could they look out for that and put them back on course? So great question. I think that the number one problem and mistake that people make is they do not, they have a lack of humility and they are, they think that talking about money and finances is a dirty word. Um, it's a dirty subject. I think that first of all, I think everybody's in business, by the way, even if you're a dishwasher, or a secretary, or a, uh, I don't know, a project manager for a company. Yeah. I think that you're in business. Um, I think that every person on planet Earth is, a, is their own little business. They have their own finances. They have their own income, their, their expenses. Like every person that's walking planet Earth is a business. And I know for a fact that I come into contact with people. I'd say a good, you know, in Montreal, um, unfortunately, the uh, the the Orthodox Jewish community is is um, I think that they're less well off than most other big Jewish communities in the world. I think there's a lot of reasons for it. I don't want to get into it right now. Uh, the French has a lot to play in it into it. The socialism has a lot to play in into it in in, in Canada. Um, but okay, and you know I'm a guy who is let's say slightly above average I think in terms of finances. 
and and I know that there's so many people around me and I, I, I know who they are, that they're struggling every single day to literally, you know, they say put food on the table, to literally put food on the table, to go to IGA or to go to the grocery store, they go and they have to take things out of their cart when they get to the grocery store. And I've been there before, by the way. Um, and they know that I have means and advice and they don't ask me and they like have complete open access to me. And like, if they would just come to me like, Hey Beryl, listen, I'm struggling right now. Um, I'm, I'm two, three months behind on my rent and, uh, you know, I haven't bought my kid's shoes in, 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 in a year and I'm not paying my tuition and I'm really struggling right now. Do you have any advice for me? I would be able to straighten a guy or a girl out like that in like an hour of sitting down with them. And I'd be so honored to take that hour, you know, to sit with them. So I think, and by the way, I literally have stopped people in Bentleys before and chased them. Um, I've chased them. What'd you, I, what, why? Why did you stalk these people? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tell so me about it. Like, there was like one time where this guy was driving like this Bentley truck before when I was starting my business and I was so down and out. I followed him into the gas station. I pulled up next to him and I'd say, and I asked him, what business are you in? What do I have to do to get into a car like that? And what advice would you give to a young entrepreneur? <laughs> I'll never forget. Nice. It. Just like podcast on the go. Just yeah. straight to the nugget. Yeah, straight to it. Straight up. And he gave me like three or four like sick pieces of advice. Right. And I, I think that's the, the number one thing that people make a mistake on is money is not a dirty subject. There's wonderful things that are done with it. It provides yeah. your family. You can charity with it. So it's true. It's a beautiful thing. It's and so true. I, I think I, I relate to that tremendously because I always was afraid of money. I think just because uh, this way, I think money was talked about in, in, my, in the surroundings that I was grew, grew, grew up in. It, it was, I was, I, where I connected with recently is I heard from TD, TD Jate, uh, is a, uh, he's a pastor. He's a preacher. He's a fantastic motivational speaker. Um, and I, uh, he talks about how you need courage, you know, to is that JT, the hip hop preacher. J yeah. Is it what? that's who you're talking? Is it JT, the hip hop preacher? Is that who you're talking about or no? No, 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 no. TD Jakes. TD Jakes. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Dominic's Dexter Jakes Sr. He's uh, a he's amen. Oh, bro, he's got an incredible voice, and he has a, a huge, huge church. Um, I'm forgetting where exactly, but the point is, is that um, the point is, is that um, he is. Uh, he talks. He has incredible content online. One of which he he got. He's like motivating this this coliseum of women, and over there he's talking about how you got to have courage, you know, and courage, courage, and you got to have courage to 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 make money. And it takes courage to make money. It takes yeah. a, a lot yeah. to, to show yeah. up and do that and, and to not be afraid of that because, I mean, there's a lot of baggage that comes with that and, and, to, and, and the road to make money. I don't think he's talking about making that your idol, but to, to be able to say, yes, I would like to have money in my life and to be able to do great things with that, that's an incredible thing to, to do. So um, I've, I've come to around that idea. I've also come to, the, within the same breath, I do want to say how um, recently I was speaking to an uncle of mine and, you know, they're joking, you know, they're, they're this thing where I'm out of life and money and stuff. And I, I brought the point, which is, you know, that I don't have I don't, my, 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 my chase and my goal in life is not to have lots of money. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's really to bring people to bring spread smiles and spread happiness and and to spread positivity. I don't have to wait to have to, to have money to do that. I can do that now. And I think by doing that, perhaps that may leave me if God you know grants that gift to me, fantastic. But I don't have to like what would I do if I had all the money in the world? And this is something recently that I talked about in another podcast with uh, with the boys from Zusha. It's like what what do you want to do now if you had all the money in the world? What would you do? And then do that now. Don't wait till you have all that money to do it. That's success. So I think uh, that's something that holds me back that I could actually learn from you is uh, one of the reasons why I hold back, I think some of my greatest content is I say to myself, like, who am I to give this advice? I haven't made it yet. I need X amount of money in the bank in order to, you know, give that advice where I, I actually will be there, God willing, in five, 10 years. It's just, you know, wherever a person's thoughts and mind is hard as is, that's where that person's going to end up. And it happens to be something that's important to me. Can't tell you why it just is. Um, so I, I, I should learn that from you is I don't have to wait until, you know, I'm a multimillionaire to give advice like one, I guess, because I, I will be there. God willing one day, if it's in, if it's in Hashem's cards. What totally 100%. I mean, as long as you're authentic with your message and, and you have your specific journey, like even through this conversation, right? There's so many, so many talking points, so many hooks that people could connect to, with you on this journey to the goals that you're, that you created for yourself. So there's so much that you can share. And I think we all go through uh, imposter syndrome at one point in our careers and our lives, whether Bro, it's in business, you know, you know about imposter not. syndrome. Yeah. Nobody yeah. that's listening to this knows what imposter syndrome is. Can you please <laughs> share with the people? You know, it's, it's sort of what the word, what the word, what the word, what the word means, which is you're sort of, you know, you feel like an imposter within your own skin or, or how you're showing up. Perhaps what you expressed earlier was like yeah, you were showing one you. face on social you're media, my, how you felt male, behind the scenes. my male soulmate. <laughs> Nobody knows what imposter syndrome is, bro. You say yeah. like everyone knows what it is. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. You know, if anybody's doing some sort of work on themselves, they, there's a certain level of, of, of you know, of, of imposter syndrome. Or perhaps not. Everybody has their own peckle. Everybody has their own, you know, their own, you know, their own, their own package, baggage and package. Right. So that's something I've experienced myself with. And I totally relate to what you shared earlier about, you know, getting real with your community online is how you felt inside. And hang on, so much- I, I just want to, de- I want to delve into this imposter syndrome for one second. I don't yeah, think yeah. you did adjust. Which imposter okay. syndrome is when you but bring it, bring some- it into, bring it into your life. Fine. Fair, fair. Is when I preach business tips, tricks, da 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 da, and then I fall flat on my face. And then I go up the next day, how could I share business tips and tricks when I'm failing myself? That's imposter syndrome. Yeah. You, yeah. Pro- you, you probably have that in some form, like you spread positivity and happiness, all these things, and you have a bad day. And then you go and make a positivity video. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you're right, totally. So that's, that's in the context that I, that I felt it as well. And the way I've, I've, I've come around to that is that it's um, – when when I realize that I'm living in in authenticity, that means that I am living in a space in which I am perhaps on the road to where I have to be. And not every day is going to be perfect. However, Beryl, are you there? You there? Um, I can't hear you for some reason. Hey, how are you? There we go. There we go. Can we, I'm um, getting messages from upstairs. Okay, let's wrap um, it up. Let's wrap it up. I'm in my, yeah. <laughs> let's wrap it up. Um, okay, great. So, Petachlis, you were talking about imposter syndrome. Do you want to pick it up from, explain what imposter syndrome was? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that it was. Uh, I think they were good there. But just okay. to give the people, let's give the people a good send off, a good tachlis, a good. Uh, let's give the people a good. Yeah, something to leave with. What okay, are they? What are they going to start doing one second after this podcast? So okay, so I'm going to ask you. I'll ask you what. Yeah, what are two tips uh, you could give um, once they sign up the pockets that they can do uh, to to better their business or to start their business? Okay, and then I'm going to ask you who's your mentor, and then I'm going to ask you what a great day is for you. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So uh, beautifully says beautifully said. Uh, Beautifully said, Beryl, uh, imposter syndrome. Awesome. So now people have a, more of an eye to see what it is. And also, I think it's also just on that note to quickly to understand that just because you're not perfect and you have failed, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, as long as you're staying, staying true to yourself, you're being authentic and being real with yourself, not every day is going to be a perfect day, you know? We're all perfectly imperfected. So keep showing up, keep sharing what you know, what you experience, and uh, it makes things a bit less scary and, and, and creates more space for everybody to show up as they are. Um, all right. So let's wrap this up, Beryl. Thank you. So, I mean, you, you know, you do have a, a bunch of kids at home and you got, you got a lot to do. Uh, but someone who's listening to this podcast and a sign off, what are two things they could do tomorrow morning to, you know, kick off their, their startup, their, pursue their business, business idea, or to continue going strong in what they got going on right now? Amazing question. So I'd say number one is find the most successful person that you have a one degree relationship with. So whether that's a family friend, a parent, an uncle, a classmate, pick up the phone and say to them, hey, Moshe, or hey, Sarah, can you give me one piece of advice that I could start doing today to improve my financial situation? And just be quiet and listen. So that's one. And then two is... revert back to number one, reach out, just reach out. That's it. There's so many, every person has, has is connected to at least one, one financially. Get on, get on LinkedIn. Person. As you, I, I'm, I was saying, no, get on LinkedIn, get on LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing too. hundred percent. But by the way, if you're on LinkedIn, you're not reaching out to anybody. It's useless. So yeah, right. reach out to somebody. How could I, how could I, but, and by the way, it may not be starting your own business. It's not, it's not meant for everybody. Um, and there's ways to increase your finances without, without starting your own business. And maybe that is the right thing, but you know, ask advice from somebody. Don't just try to make all the decisions yourself. Who is a mentor in your life? Hands down, 100% in my non-Jewish affairs, my business affairs, Grant Cardone, 100 million percent. I've read every, and when I say every, I'm not exaggerating. Every great business leader, I've read their book, I've taken their course, I've done their program. 99% wow. of them. I mean, because Gary Vee was your guy for a while. You, you moved over to the Grant? Gary Vee and Grant Cardone is like between a feather and a weight. It's like not even a feather and a, and a, and a boulder. It's wow. like not even, it's like he's so fluffy. He's so fluffy, makes you feel good about yourself. Grant Cardone does not care about how you feel. He cares about what your bank account looks like. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not, by the way, some people need, you know, I, I also have the people that make me feel good about myself too. I usually revert to, you know, my faith for that. But if you're looking to increase your finances, you're wasting your time for going anywhere besides Grant Cardone, period. 
Wow. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. Like, take uh, my word for it. I did the research for you. Just trust me on this one. What, what's a book? Uh, what's one of his books that you, you would recommend people to I jump into? 100% with Sell or Be Sold. So, okay. And over Dave Ramsey any day? Oh, come on, man. Not even close. Not even <laughs> close. All right. All right. Not All right. Listen, close. that's your opinion. I hear it. You're, you're sharing it. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge. I studied them both in depth, in depth, in depth. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair compare. enough. Last but not least, Beryl Solomon, what is a great day for you? Oh, by the way, hang on. On the spiritual level, hundred percent spiritual mentors, the sweet Lubavitcher Rebbe himself um hundred percent that's where you live that's where i get you know i don't take any familial advice from grant cardone i don't ask him how to how i should interact with my wife what my life's purpose should be strictly keep financials with him and the lubavitcher rebbe hundred percent for everything else i defer to and then what was the other what was the question what does a great day look like for me what what is a great day for you great day for me is like i make a killer deal crazy profitable maybe even make two then i go hang out with my kids for a few hours i take the rest of the day off and we go to the pool and we hang out and we laugh and we eat ice cream on the on the balcony and then i spend uh, you know an hour with my wife you know drinking tea on the couch which uh was exactly how today played out thank you god amen to that amen to many more days like that that was actually my day today Minus the drinking tea with my wife because I drank tea with Mayor Kay, but she is a fan of yours, so she was okay with it. Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, do thank her on my behalf for allowing uh, tea time to pass and spend more time with me, and I'm sure many people who are listening tonight uh, are going to gain some value from our conversation. So, Beryl, where can people find you? So I think the best place is LinkedIn, Beryl Solomon, um, and uh, I'm going to give you access and it's going to be in two weeks. So whenever you're listening to this podcast, it won't even make sense. Two weeks. Who knows if it's going to be a year from now, but I'll give you the details so that. Um, it's going to be at BarrelSolomon.com. Awesome. Mary, Beautiful. thank you so much for having me on. I respect you so much. I look up to you so much. I'm very humbled that I'm even on this podcast. Such a little guy like me. It's such a great luminary, a mayor like yourself. It's a nah, big, I'm just big a mirror, honor. my friend. I'm just a mirror. Light and, sees light. Uh, and I can't wait, you know, until we, uh, we're in our future film side by side together. <laughs> yes, at your wedding. Dancing at your wedding. Amen to that, brother. Have a great night. Stay safe. Have a Thank great day. Thank you for the honor. It was really an honor, Mayor. Thank you so much. You're good at this, by the way, this podcasting stuff. It's really good. You're oh, awesome. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank man. you. you Thank actually, you. like, I've been a lot of podcasts that are, like, completely useless. Um, I really feel that this is a really good spent, you know, use of my, use of my time. <laughs> thank you for it. My, thank you. See you Later, soon, buddy. Buddy.